0: You are listening to the 6 Second Jobs podcast. I'm your host Joel Boss. 6 Second Jobs is the podcast overflowing with ways to get you hired. Hello and welcome to 6 Second Jobs. Today I want to talk about interviewing. And I'm gonna give you seven steps to have a perfect interview plan. And the first thing you wanna do is make sure you have a theme for the interview. It's really important that you find a way to help control the process. Um, You'll be talking with somebody who probably knows what they're doing, but that's not always the case. And you wanna make sure that you get across what you need to so that they can see your value and be able to uh, make a good decision about hiring you. And if you don't have a plan, then you're going to get whatever they decide to do. Um, I was talking with a client this afternoon, actually, and she had a phone interview, and the fellow, she felt, was just reading from a script and was kind of driving through uh, checking off all of the boxes, and uh, so at one point where there seemed to be a just a Break in the action where he took a breath. She said, uh, "Well, would it be helpful if I told you about this in relation to something that he had uh, talked about?" And he said, well, "Well, yes." And and that got it uh, back under control where she actually could get the information in that um, she felt was important, and the uh, interviewer on the phone felt the same way, and uh, so it seems like that uh, turned out very positively, and. Again, if you don't know what you're uh, trying to get across, then one of the best places to look for that would be in the job posting itself. What is it that they are looking for in an applicant? What problems are they looking to solve and why are they hiring somebody? And if you know all of that, then that's hugely helpful in being able to make a plan that gets that information across. Second, you want to know your strengths. It's real important to um, make sure that you are playing to those, and you know what you've done in the past, and and how how you've actually done it. So that, um, and then in relation to the position that you're interviewing for, uh, how would those skills translate into success for you in the new position and for the company? Because uh, you want to make sure that they can see you solving their problems as well as seeing you as being a, a strong person or a leader and all the other things associated with that. So make sure that you're really focusing on that and on the reverse of that, uh, what red flags are you aware of? What sorts of uh, weaknesses or, or um, gaps in employment or those types of things uh, should you be aware of so that you can not necessarily write down word for word what you're gonna say but but yes, kind of script your answer so that you're comfortable with that and you can make an intelligent um uh, discussion of that point and then turn it right around to the why should I hire you and and let me tell you a little bit more about this and and get it focused on track so you're acknowledging whatever the issue might be, but you're not um making a lot of excuses and really just kind of getting hung up on that. You want to make sure that you're um, moving forward and keeping the interview focused on you landing the job. Um, So you want to also know what they might ask. Uh, It's real important to think about some of the questions that they're going to ask you. Uh, There's all kinds of, if you Google interview questions, there's just tons and tons of those out there. but one of the ones I used a lot when I was a senior manager with Costco Wholesale, uh, at the very end I would say, "Now, Fred, with all of the people I'm going to interview today, why should I hire you?" And then I would see what they said. Um, you know, it's real important that they have an opportunity to to tell you that, and they've got to know it. And one of the best things you can do is to know why the company should hire you and not have to think about it and not hesitate and, and not um, go, well, you know, I'm kind of a people person and, and all of that. Um, but, you know, have the stories lined up and have the expertise right there where you can talk about it and make sure that they can see your value right away. Uh, if you don't know why I'm going to hire you, then I sure don't know why I'm going to hire you, you know, is the, is the way the hiring manager is going to think about it. And that's really important. And you have a lot of control over that. And you've got to figure that in some way, in some fashion, they are going to ask you that question. So it's hugely important that you have the answer to that. Um, And then, you know, you've got to know your value. Um, One of the great things uh, about using what I call STARS, and, and uh, it's com- out there as S-T-A-R and sometimes C-A-R, um, but STARS are a huge way where you can show your value to a future employer and give them a- so what you're doing is basically giving them a situation the action that you took and then the result and that's the most important thing is, is how did it turn out, uh, what outcome as the result of your action, and if you can quantify it that's even better it really helps make you uh, more memorable and you want to tie each of those uh, stars your accomplishments into a bullet point in the actual um, job description one of the things I recommend my clients do is we take the job description and we kind of pull it apart and then I have them write down everything that they've done that's associated with each of the different bullet points and that gives them a really clear picture of what their value is and gives them a really clear picture for the uh, interview of what to focus on and what to make sure that they stress. And that gets back to point number one, you know, have a theme for the interview. You know, you, you know that the job description is looking for certain qualities and you know that you have those qualities. So it would be behoove you to find ways to work that into the conversation, particularly if you're in front of an interviewer who is not uh, very comfortable in doing the interview. And depending again on the company and the size of the organization, it's possible that you're interviewing with a manager who uh, really doesn't have a lot of experience in that. And so you want to be prepared and you want to make sure that you have a list of the points you're going to get across and find ways to work that into the conversation. Hey, you know, we're talking about uh, customer service. Would it be helpful if I told you um, a story of how I solved a problem for a customer on Christmas Eve? And then you could launch into your um, Christmas Eve story about uh, when you were a store manager at Best Products in uh, Hopewell, Virginia, and it's eight o'clock on Christmas Eve, and the phone rings. And you answer it, and it's a man on the phone saying he bought a ride-on truck in the Store that afternoon, and the battery's missing from the package, and his seven-year-old son's Christmas is going to be ruined unless you do something about it. And so that was me, and I said, "Well, I'll. Um, why don't I meet you at the store, and we'll see what we can do?" Then I called my assistant and made sure that uh, he met us there, just in case it was a setup, and it wasn't. And we opened another box, and we got him the battery. Well, two days later, he came into the store to thank me for saving his son's Christmas. So if you have a story like that, um, when they ask you about customer service, you know it's much more memorable than saying, well, I'm a people person. And when you think about it, my dog, Ricky, well, she's a people person, but I wouldn't hire her as a customer service manager. So you've got to have those stories lined up in advance for each of the different bullet points, and then be able to use those at the right time in the interview to make sure that uh, you get your points across and And you're memorable in the end uh you know when you think about it, the hiring manager has a boss that he or she reports to um or a team or a board of directors or or somebody. There's always somebody further up the food chain um that's going to kind of be aware of of who is hired and they want to make the right decision. They don't want to look bad any more than um uh, you would want to look bad if you were doing the hiring so. Having, having those success stories, those stars for each of the different bullet points and being able to use those, uh, you might have collected 8, 9, 10 stories to tell and maybe you'll get to tell 3 in the actual interview. But just having those um, stories in the back of your head is really hugely helpful, I think, in, in the whole uh, hiring process because it, it gives you that confidence and that power and the ability to talk about whatever they bring up Um, and they on the reverse of that um, you know you have those available for those questions that come up where you can really make an impact and then the other part of knowing your value is knowing when you get to the uh, negotiation stage of the hiring process is knowing what you're worth you know you want to make sure that you've done your homework and that this job is going to uh, pay the bills and and or you have a way to Figure that out, or maybe there's some additional type of compensation. I mean, there's all sorts of different salary calculators out there, and the ladders and uh, uh, different places, different websites have ways you can look at not only um, the industry, but uh, what the going rate is in a particular geographic area, too, so that you are much better prepared for what the uh, value would be and be able to talk intelligently about a range most likely um as opposed to giving them a figure so keep that in mind and and make sure that you're aware of that and uh it doesn't hurt to to have at least a little understanding of that even in the first interview because goodness gracious (laughs) you know if they offer you the job you want to be able to talk intelligently about it and uh if there's a follow-up interview then you have more time to to think about that but uh you, know, you want to at least have some sort of value uh, reference in your head and be able to um, talk about that should it should it come up. Uh, there's some back and forth about that. You know, some writers will say and authority figures will say, you know, push it off as far as you can. Uh, others say, you know, by getting that out there out front, you can kind of clear the air And particularly if you're giving a range and you've done your homework, then you know what the value is and and you can place yourself uh, intelligently within something that would work for you and is uh, fair or will be seen as fair by the uh, hiring manager as well and the the company. So now you're uh, getting ready to leave. The interview is wrapping up and you want to make sure, first of all, you know, All of my clients go into the interview with at least two questions prepared before they even go in. And then one of the first things they do after they smile and uh, shake the hand of the interviewer uh, is to ask permission to take notes. And they've come prepared with a with a blue folding binder and some uh, legal paper and a pen so that they can take notes during the interview process and they've made at least two more uh, notes, two more questions they've added during the course of the interview. So now they have at least four questions to ask uh, when it comes up. Well, what questions do you have for me? And they are ready because that, I've got to tell you, you, know, in all the years that I've hired people, that was the one question that really irked me to, to not have an answer to. You no, know, No, you've kind of covered everything, Joel. You know, I don't have any questions for you because I really didn't do my homework and I don't really know that much about the company, but I was really hoping you could figure out from my resume what I'd be good at and, and maybe offer me a job. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it sounds a little crass, but in the end, it's really important that uh, you show that you've done your homework and, and you're outside of entry-level uh, positions at a fast food restaurant. And even there, you want to have some sort of uh, question for the manager to make sure that you show that you've done your homework and um, have some way of connecting where they feel that there's some sort of input and uh, on your part. So having those questions is great. And then uh, you know at the end, I've read recently where uh, somebody suggested this final question, and the, the question is. I was wondering what your best moment was so far at whatever company it is. And that does two things. I think this is really a, a great strategy. Uh, one, it, it gives you an insight into the company and their culture because their greatest moment is going to probably have something to do with, with the team and their perception of, of how they solved some sort of a problem or hit some sales goal or something like that. So you can see what's important. And then secondly, uh, if they can't come up with something, uh, that might be a red flag for you as far as the company itself and, and whether this is a company you actually want to work for. So it, it really does two things and helps you. Um, if, it, if it was a positive experience for the hiring manager and they share that with you, um, now you and they both have that positive feeling as, as you're leaving. And uh, that psychologically kind of helps in the whole process and puts you, uh, again, in that in a different category and and are remembered more positively than if you uh, left right after you said, no, I don't have any questions, and uh, you validate parking. (laughs) So, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you are uh, prepared and you have those questions. And I would give this a try. You know i think i was wondering what your best moment was so far at your company uh, i think that's a great question to ask and then finally um as you're leaving you want to ask permission to follow up you know well what's the next step in the process that uh, when uh, do you anticipate making a decision uh, those types of questions but uh you know ask permission to follow up and then do it that's the biggest thing I hear from people when when they are asking my opinion on, you know, is it too late to follow up, or should I, or shouldn't I, and, you know, at first it was a day, and then it was a week, and, and now it's, it seems like it's too soon, now it seems like it's too far, and they just stress on and on, but if you ask permission, then you know when to do it, and you've been told by the hiring manager that it's appropriate to do it, and they will expect it, so that's a perfect setup for you, it takes all the stress out of it. And gives you the opportunity to follow up at a certain time. Now the other part of follow-up is the thank you notes and yes you can email and that's uh, one way to do it and may not be such a bad thing to do right after you leave but I've even gone so far as to have clients have thank you cards handwritten snail mail cards in the car or in their um, purse or in their uh, portfolio and after they leave jot one or two additional notes about something that they talk, was talked about during the interview and then drop it in the U.S. mail that afternoon so they get it as early as the next day. That snail mail personalization is, is so unexpected these days and really, once again, can help you to stand out. Even if the interview itself you felt wasn't the best in the world or the best you've ever done or you could have done better about this or that thing, um, again, having something like that uh, snail mail card arrive the next day or the day after reminds the interviewer of of you, and again, you know, you've gone out of your way, you've done something that most people will not do, just like smiling. You know, when you think about that, forty nine percent of hiring managers say that the candidates that they interview are not overly enthusiastic, and don't really smile. So just by smiling and, and shaking the person's hand, and you can put yourself above 49% of the people who are applying for positions. It's incredible how simple that can be and how uh, catching a smile can be as well. You, know, you really can um, do a lot to open the conversation and disarm people um, with that tactic in, in life as well as uh, in the interview process. So now you've uh, asked permission, you've sent the snail mail, and now uh, you've prepared for the negotiation. Uh, now you've got to think about, well, gee, you know, should I, when would I give notice? Um, when can I start? Do I have any trips coming up? Um, you know, I promised to be in somebody's wedding in a in three weeks and, you know, all those sorts of things you want to have in the back of your mind somewhere so that when the uh, offer comes, you're, you're prepared and are ready to make intelligent decisions and in conversation about the, uh, the next step in the process. So those are my seven steps for an interview plan. And I think if you follow those, I know if you follow those, you'll be uh, much more confident in the process and uh, your outcomes will be much more uh, enjoyable and uh, profitable for you and could very easily result in you being in your new higher orientation much sooner. So I look forward to uh, sharing another episode with you soon. And in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening to Six Second Jobs. Thank you for listening to the Six Second Jobs podcast. This has been your host, Joel Kwas. Remember, use what we've discussed and take action. This puts you one step closer to your new higher orientation.